It's the Americhicks with Kim Munson. The most important story. The Washington Times said the patriotic Americans donated U.S. flags after protesters raised the Mexican flag over the ICE facility. The latest in politics and world affairs. It is not fair that, that people come in illegally and they have three square meals a day, TVs and all. There's something that is wrong with this picture. And opinions and ideas that prepare you to tackle the day ahead. When we get into conversations with people, you can get real bombastic with each other because you haven't read it. You don't know what you're talking about. It's the Americhicks dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. So if you understand the issue, then you can have calm, reasonable conversations. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation. Welcome to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Thrilled to have in studio with me guest Ameridude uh, co-host today, and that is Jason McBride with Presidential Wealth Management. It's great to have you here, Jason. Well, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me once again, Kim. Well, we're going to have a great conversation in the third and fourth segment. We're going to we're just going to talk about some things, uh, some takeaways that you had from the Western Conservative Summit this weekend, and some other thoughts. So I'm excited about that. In the second segment, we'll be talking with Karen Cataline, and she is a, a syndicated radio show uh, host. And she's also um, one of the organizers of Dismiss Polis, and they are the group that is uh, circulating the petitions to recall Governor Polis. And so I know there's a lot of questions about what's going on with all that, and so it'll be great to have Karen on uh, on uh, with us in the second segment. Um, but remember, as we talk about these things, as we look about at these issues, ultimately the question is freedom versus force, force versus freedom. The founders knew that ultimately government government is force, whether or not it's the king, a dictator. But government, essentially, there is some force involved. And, but they wanted to keep things balanced. They wanted to keep government as limited as possible so and, and protect the rights of the individual so that every individual could go after their life, liberty, and pursue their happiness. And that is what has made America so unique. And, Jason, I tell you what, uh, the whole idea is under assault these days. Well, it is, and it uh, brings me to kind of one of the quips I wanted to talk about today. Uh, socialism is an idea that is so good that it has to be mandatory. They have to use force. And uh, there's another one. You know, Bernie Sanders walks into a bar, says, free drinks for everyone. Who's paying? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. You know, and it's actually, it is very, very serious. Uh, I had, um, actually, I'll try to, I'll, I'll, no, I'll go ahead and tell you right now. Um, Socialism is ultimately force. Uh, Nazi stood for the National Socialist uh, Workers' Party in Germany. It's socialism, okay? So please understand that. And we have done our children a disservice in uh, our education system by they are coming out and they are romanticizing socialism. And uh, so, you know, one of the other shows that I do is my World War II project. And so I was recording that on Tuesday afternoon. And the gentleman that I recorded, his name's Thomas Grauman. You'll want to hear that show. And he was what's called one of um, the Winton kids. And Sir Nicholas Winton was a stockbroker, an investment broker like you. Uh, back in and back in 1939, he was going to be going. He was planning on going skiing in Switzerland. And his friend said, "You know what? We need to go over to the Czech Republic." 
and uh, we need to see what's going on. So I guess that was 1938. So throughout 1939, they started, they realized that, um, you know, there was bad stuff happening. And this was the other thing, Jason, I was thinking about is Nazis put people in groups, you know, Jews, gays, gypsies. They identified people as groups, which that's what we see is going on in America today. Well, we do. Um, It's just that the socialists we have today have chosen different groups that are okay and different groups that aren't than the Nazis did, and they want to eliminate different people than the Nazis did. I know, and I know that this is edgy, what we're, we're talking about, but it's actually really, really serious because America, as we mentioned, was founded on protecting the rights of each individual, no matter what your descriptor is, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Right. But when you get into this group think, it's very, very dangerous. So anyway, um, Sir Nicholas Winton, what they started to do is they had to find sponsors in Britain and Scotland, and uh, they sm- and they, they uh, smuggled children out. They got 600, and I think it was uh, 662 children, I think, or 667. Uh, the, the gentleman that I interviewed, Thomas Grauman, was number 652. It's a Jewish child. And uh, he since has become a Christian, and he was a missionary, in fact. But his little brother wasn't feeling well. And because he wasn't feeling well, they said that he couldn't go on the train. So they took the train, uh, I think, to Holland and then uh, a boat over to Britain. And his little brother wasn't feeling well. So they said, okay, you can go on the train next month. Well, the Nazis invaded the, uh, Czechoslovakia, and there was no next month. And this little guy was eight years old when he got on that train, said goodbye to his mom, and um, he never saw his mom his brother, or his dad again. So I was looking at the book, and uh, there's this book that they have of Sir Nicholas Winton's children, and I was just going through that, and I took a picture of it. I'm not sure. I need to talk to Zach about whether or not we're going to post this on Facebook. But it took my breath away, and what it was is it was a whole group of, of women without their clothes on. They were all in a group, and it was out in, uh, you know, in a clearing in a forest. And I saw one mom was holding a little child, and there was a, a mother or a woman that was being kind of herded into the group who was clearly pregnant. Again, all totally unclothed. So that's the one picture. And then there's soldiers standing around. The next picture is is um, they've all been been shot. Oh, that's horrible. And um, that is, I mean, that has been that picture has been kind of haunting me since I saw that on Tuesday. But I realize that is why it is so important to stand against this tyranny. And President Trump is absolutely correct that we need to make sure that we protect our borders and that we know who's coming in and that we protect the American ideal. And when we see almost every uh, Democrat presidential candidate espousing socialism, my friends, That is why we do this show. That is why we talk about these important ideas, because there is a real danger out there to the American idea. And the American idea means everybody, everybody, no matter what your descriptor is, your rights should be equal, not special, Uh, equal rights and um, the the, the, um, protect the right for you to go after your life, liberty and pursuit of happiness. So I guess I I just had to say that today, Jason. Um, No, I think that's great. And you make a great point, Kim. All men are created equal. That was one of the uh, first things that our founders said. And just think how how much easier things could be if we would just 
go on that principle instead of the millions of pages and words of rules and regulations that give different groups different rights and special rights and these and those. If we just stuck with all men are created equal and... And when we say men, they mean men and women. People, you know, come on. We don't Mm got to parse out. Well, Mm -hmm. I'm not yelling at you. It just makes me mad. But Mm -hmm. uh, uh, most people realize that. And, uh, you know, the lefties and certain people have tried to act like most of the country is too stupid, too racist, too sexist to understand and take to heart that all men are created equal, and most of us don't need to be told any more than that. That's right. And the other thing, Jason, is, is we, and Wilbur Wilberforce, when he was working to to um, stop the British slave trade, it took him 20 years. Um, but uh, as he, one of, one of the other things that he worked on was he felt that Britain was getting away from having good manners. And we need to get back to having good manners, to greeting each other, to saying please, thank you. Uh, and uh, actually, you know, when I walk out of the building here, I almost everybody smiles back. Uh, we greet each other. So this anger that we see out there, I think, is to a, a pretty small group of people out there. But we need to be able to understand these these um, ideas. We need to be able to to speak calmly and reasonably, but we need to engage in conversations in this. And that's why, again, we are doing this show to try to help you, you know, get your brain around these issues and, uh, and give you talking points so you can be calm and reasonable. So with that, the question is always freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Socialism is force. It's never compassionate to take other people's rights, their property, their freedom via force, whether it's with a weapon policy or unpredictable and excessive taxation. And we are seeing politicians and bureaucrats and interested parties working to socialize transportation, education, energy, housing, and water. Steve, it looks like you have something that you'd like to jump in here. Your, your description of those two pictures and, and where you're going with the word force. People who just heard that description saying, oh, you're embellishing, you're, that, that, they could never get that bad here. Why not? Because what was the reason behind those women standing in the forest clearing naked? It was force. It was force. Obviously, you people are not complying, so we're going to deal with you. And the other thing is, is it was a group. They've been identified as a group. And so instead of looking at them as individuals, they looked at them as a group, and then it was okay to go after the group. Do you not see that's what's going on in America now? Absolutely. And so that's what we have to uh, st- um, you know, push back on. So, hey, I didn't get to our inspiration or our, our funnies for today. So before we go into the next break, I think we'll do that. So the British Open is being played right now. And so I thought I'd go to golfing quotes. So Arnold Palmer says, success in golf depends less on strength of body than upon strength of mind and character. Again, su- success in golf depends less on strength of body than upon strength of mind and character. And Jason, I don't, I think it could be golf. It could be the shows that we do, you know, your work. It is, it's the strength of mind and character. Well, I agree. And in golf, I don't know what uh, success is predicated on from my personal point of view, because I've never had it in that particular (laughs) sport. (laughs) 
It is a sport, that's for sure. It does help me create some new uh, cuss words and combinations, though. I will admit that. I'm sure that's true. That's true. So, okay, our funnies. The British Open is being played this week. So this 80-year-old could still play a very mean game of golf, but his terrible eyesight meant he had trouble seeing where his ball had landed. His wife had a solution. He should ask his 85-year-old brother, who still had perfect eyesight, to ride along and spot the ball for him. So the 80-year-old man teed off on the first hole and turned to his older brother, and he said, did you see where it went? And he said, yes. Well, well, where did it go? And his brother said, I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) And we are into summer now. I tell you what, the Giants... We're, we're big giants with the Rockies. They swept them yesterday, beating the Rocks 11-8. to Colorado is off today. Then they're heading to New York for a three-game interleague series with the Yankees and then on to Washington for a four-game series with the Nationals. And Hooters is the place to watch these games. It's the spot to be this summer. Enjoy Hooters beach-worthy seafood items like amazing fish tacos, delicious snow crab legs, and mouth-watering buffalo shrimp. Hooters has plenty of ice-cold beer options to help you cool down. And love this, Jason. They have nine items for 9 bucks, 11 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. They have nine delicious items such as fish and shrimp tacos, salads, cheeseburger, Philly cheesesteak, and, of course, those boneless wings. So that's for dine-in. But you can always stop by and pick things up to take them home. Or you can have uh, uh, Hooters delivered right to your front door. Be sure and check out HootersColorado.com. That's HootersColorado.com. Let them know that you know, you know the AmeriChicks. And we'll be right back. All AmeriChicks sponsors are an exclusive partnership with the AmeriChicks and are not affiliated or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson and grow your business, contact Kim at AmeriChicks.com. That's AmeriChicks.com. You want to succeed, so you need to dress for the job, event, or relationship that you seek. For over 30 years, entrepreneur, stylist, and Americhick Kim Munson has been helping women look their very best. And guys, Kim can help you with made-to-measure shirts that fit great and you'll love to wear. Guys and gals, if you want to up your game and freshen your look, email Kim at Americhicks.com for your initial style consult. Kim at Americhicks.com. You'd like to get in touch with one of Kim Munson's sponsors, but you can't recall their phone number. Find a full list of advertising partners on Americhicks.com. When they're running down a country man, they're walking <laughs> on the fighting side of me. Aha, Merle Haggard. They're kind of walking on the fighting side of me, too. So, hey, uh, welcome back to the Americhicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation. Thrilled to have on the line. Well, first of all, Jason McBride, Presidential Wealth Management, is in studio as the guest host, Ameridude. It's good to have you here. Thank you. It's good to be here. And they can get people can uh, get all kinds of great information at our landing page. It's chickspresidential.com, chickspresidential.com, and you have your podcast and all kinds of great information there. Yeah, wonderful. Easy to remember, too. You got it. So, hey, Karen Cataline, you are on the line. Yes. Great to have you. How are you? I am doing great, and I always love talking to you, Kim Munson. <laughs> you are so much fun, and you sound like you're more awake than I am. <laughs> uh, I, I have had some coffee, so that's a good thing. But, hey. I'm downing it now as we speak. Good, good. Yes. Okay. We need to break this down. You are with um, um, working with a group, Dismiss Polis, and this just was kind of recently created, wasn't it, Karen? 
Yes, it's a neutral group. I have to say that because, yeah, it's a group that uh, came about in order to offer an opportunity to whomever was out there organizing, raising money to recall Polis. So the name of the group is Dismiss Polis and uh, and very simply one group official. uh, No, don't use that word. One group (laughs) decided to run these petitions. The leadership of the other did not. Uh, but a whole bunch of volunteers from that group were coming over, and uh, the group was created to simply pay for the petitions and get this thing rolling, and it is rolling, Kim. I, I know that it is rolling. Now, let's back up just a little bit, because I, I think people are confused that there okay. were two different groups out there that that if you sign something, you I think you were just signing that you would be interested in signing a petition to do, uh, to uh, recall Polis because uh, Governor Polis could not, there could be no petition uh, distributed uh, for the first six months. He had to be in office for six months. So anything that was signed, you know, previous to now, basically, when was it? Was it like July 3rd or something? It was, it was July 8th, July Monday, 8th. which happened to be six months to the day. Okay. That Jared Polis was in office. I don't. I never heard that there was anything out there that people were signing. But if they signed anything before July eighth, that isn't the uh, petition. That is not the Secretary of State's petition that was approved. There's now only one petition. So as long as it says either recall Polis because they're running the petitions or dismiss Polis, which is, I mean, they're they agreed to work together. One group didn't, but you know, they don't have a petition. And many of those people who joined the Facebook uh, group are now realizing that if you want to recall Polis, this is your best shot and uh, sign the petition. Okay. And if you don't want to, then don't sign it. Okay. So dismiss Polis. There is a website, correct? That's where you get all the most updated information because it's always changing. There's lots of signing locations. That's all we're about here is just getting as many petitions signed as possible. I talked to one guy yesterday who's already gotten 500 himself. Wow. (laughs) 500 himself. (laughs) That's a lot of work. That is. um, Each petition has 80 signatures. So at any of the signing locations that are listed all over the state, there are now petitions all over the state, um, you go to dismisspolis.com, and I'm on the page now, so let me just look at it. It The, the heading is Petition Signing Locations. And at a petition signing location, you can either sign a petition, which, of course, we want you to if you are a registered voter in Colorado, You don't have to be registered as any party. Just if you're a registered voter in Colorado, you can sign that petition or uh, you can also agree to carry petitions. And that's why there's so many people at events and other places who are getting signatures because they got petitions at a signing location, more than likely, and they're out there gathering petitions. So it's it's, um, quite the operation. I have been immensely... um, impressed by the the commitment the hard work that's going into this that's all we're about and we welcome dismiss uh polis is welcoming anyone and everyone who thinks and of 
course, we know what the issues are. But a lot of people maybe don't, not the people listening to your show, of course. But just just the top four controversial issues, which, by the way, um, happened in other states around the country, too. I mean, this is really fascinating. I, I hope it's okay for me to just mm-hmm. sort of tell you this, because this is really amazing to me. Um, just two days ago, Oregon um, filed a social uh, a petition with the Secretary of State's office, and they are peti- uh, they are recalling, working to recall their governor, Kate Brown, who not coincidentally passed into law many of the things that Jared Polis did here: the red flag bill, the national popular vote, forced sex education. And let's see the other big, the other four. I can never think all at one time. Let's see, national popular these, vote, red flag, sex education, red flag, oh, oil and gas, oil and gas. Plus, plus cap and trade. They're trying to force through in Oregon. Let's not say that too loud because anything that is a left favorite Nirvana issue, they'll force on us here in Colorado. And Colorado's just said we've had enough. This is not what Governor Polis ran on. He didn't. When he was running for governor, I don't recall him saying, if you trust me with your vote and send me to the governor's mansion, the, the minute I get there, I'm going to sign a law to take away your vote for president. He didn't say that, you know. Well, so, on, on the oil and gas, yeah. uh, my understanding is this, that he uh, he came out against 112, which was, wasn't yes. that? He came out against 112, and I think that, you know, and, and that went down in flames. Which was that was yes. the oil and gas proposition, and uh, he came out against it, uh, which all of us were scratching our head because uh, he was for setbacks of two thousand feet, but then he said he was against setbacks of twenty five hundred. But then, ah, yes, but we knew he was running for office, and he was saying what he had to say in order to win the, the office. Exactly. So he, he wins. Did. He wins the office. And then they put through Senate Bill 181, which in essence was maybe 112, a little bit on steroids. And he signs that. I mean, that's just that's dishonest. It's dishonest. That's a a classic politician, isn't it, Kim? That's what it is. But this is different in the sense that every single one of, and I use this phrase that you do often, too. And I don't know where it came from first, but you say it a lot, and I love when you say it. Every one of these four issues that we mentioned that also are being pushed in states around the country where they think they can force it through has to do with mandatory, has to do with force. So, so the red flag bill, forcing you and, and, and um, desensitizing you from having a sheriff knock on your door without your knowledge, without your awareness, to confiscate your guns, and then to have to go to some judge and say, I'm mentally well enough to be able to defend myself. Every single one, forced sex education without parents' consent, uh, forcing uh, taking our votes away and just handing them to New York and California. Mm -hmm. So at this point in time, you know, people ask me, well, why are you recalling them? Elections have consequences. You know what? What's the line in the sand for a runaway Denver Boulder radical liberal uh, uh, legislator uh, legislation and governor to force their ways upon the rest of the state. 
I'm a native. My parents, may they rest in peace, are natives. They would not believe what they're trying to do to the state of Colorado. And people are just riled up. Well, they uh, are. There they, is one other. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Well, well it, it's. It's a tall order. Yeah. What you, what's going? What's going to happen here? Though you have to get over six hundred thousand yeah. signatures in sixty days. I mean, that's yeah. that's a Herculean uh, effort there, Karen. And I know that you're mm-hmm. in for in for it. You're you're ready to go. Well, and people have asked why. You know, people have estimated that oh, you need millions of dollars to do this. You only need millions of dollars to do this. When you have to pay petitioners that are thinking about their laundry while they're getting <laughs> signatures because they're getting paid. Well, we don't have that kind of money. We invited the other groups, you know, to use the money that they raised, and we don't know what's happening there. One group absolutely is working their tails off. But when you've got people that are utterly up in arms, and I saw pictures over the weekend when I was at the Western Conservative Summit, in Grand Junction, they were waiting in line to sign a petition. So the people gathering the petitions are doing so because they're riled up, and they don't want to leave a California, Colorado to their kids and their grandkids. Well, and we have to stand, I, I mean, if it happens in Oregon, you're going to see it here proposed in Colorado. And it seems like if you see it proposed in Colorado, you're going to see it in Oregon uh, as well. But we have a lot to, of other places. Yeah, we have yeah. to stand and fight. Uh, we have to stand and fight here in Colorado because uh, we have to hold the line, first of all, and then we need to try to prevent it from being uh, exported to other states as well. So what we're doing here is so important. What you all are doing is so important. And uh, so, again, dismisspolis.com is the website, dismisspolis.com. Karen, I think that you had uh, another thought that you wanted to share before we go to break. I think it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) I totally understand. You know, (laughs) I totally get that. So what is your... I all remember during the the commercial. Yeah. (laughs) So what is the final thought, then, that you would like to leave with our listeners? Oh, Oh. Karen Catalina. And one other thing, you are a nationally syndicated radio host. Uh, Be sure, and how can people find your show? It's very good. Oh, well, they can go to KarenCataline.com. If you know how to spell my name, you'll know how to find me. The last name is spelled K-A-T-A-L-I-N-E. I had to take that other hat off and put this one on. So okay. I really, yeah. Um, and my show's called Spouting Off, and you were kind enough to fill in for me while I was getting married, yeah. and I'm very grateful for that. You were wonderful. Well, thank uh, you. But the really important thing for people to remember today is dismiss polis. Dot com, dismisspolis.com. Keep referring back to that because it'll have the most up-to-date information on how you can get involved to help us recall Polis and force him to stand for uh, a recall election to answer for some of these laws that he imposed on the rest of us. Okay, very good. And one other thing, Karen, uh, Sherry Pife over at Complete Colorado, I know that there'd been a lot of confusion, and they did a piece, if you go to Complete Colorado and you click on their banner, uh, they have all their original content on page two. And I thought she did a really good job explaining kind of, uh, you know, all the different groups on um, this uh, Polis recall. And uh, so you guys are the ones that are have the petition, they're printed, they're out there, people are standing in line for those, and that's the place is dismisspolis.com. She is wonderful. What people should know is when you see a recall Polis 
at a dismissed polis. The other group had the word official in there, but that was just a word. But if you see that, there's only one petition. So don't get confused when you see recall polis or dismiss polis. They're using their their paperwork that they had because we're a ragtag group, you know. They didn't want to reprint a whole bunch more stuff that said dismiss. The, the thing to remember is there's only one petition that has been approved by the Secretary of State's office, and this is it. It's either, and if you go to any of these sites and you see something that says recall polis, don't let that confuse you. That's just, uh, those are the people that are helping and are, are doing, they are not the same as me. I was busy getting married when all that early drama was happening. Now we're off and running, and we're giving it the best shot of our lives. Well, fantastic. Thanks so much, uh, Karen Cataline. Greatly appreciate you clarifying this for us. And again, that's DismissPolis.com, DismissPolis.com. We're going to go to break. You're the best. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks so much. (laughs) We're going to go to break. When we come back, uh, Jace McBride, uh, Presidential Wealth Management, is in studio as my guest co-host, Amara Dude. And uh, so we'll uh, be right back. Are you looking for news, not propaganda? Ready for a news source you can actually trust? How about a news site that doesn't want to sell you a subscription? Visit CompleteColorado.com to see all the latest news from around Colorado. Complete Colorado's staff scours news sources from around the state and nation to bring you only the top stories that affect you right here in our great state. Updated three times a day, CompleteColorado.com has full-time reporters doing original investigations and reporting like newspapers used to do as well as opinion and political commentary from a variety of Colorado voices. And CompleteColorado.com is the only place to read columnist Mike Rosen. Always fresh content, always free, always informed. CompleteColorado.com, your complete source for Colorado news. Don't miss Vino and Veritas, Wine and Truth, a study of the Federalist Papers. Join Kim Munson with the Americhicks at Water's Edge Winery in Centennial or Colorado Cork and Keg in Castle Rock. And now introducing Vino and Veritas in Fort Collins at Ginger and Baker. Kim Munson with the Americhicks would like to thank Presidential Wealth Management Loveland for sponsoring the new Vino and Veritas in Fort Collins. In Denver and Castle Rock, Kim would like to thank Presidential Wealth Management Denver and YourTownTaxpayers.com for their generous support. Vino and Veritas, Wine and Truth, a study of the Federalist Papers. Sign up today at AmeriChicks.com. Social media is important to the AmeriChicks, since it's an avenue we can utilize to hear from and speak to all of our friends. For those of you who enjoy listening to the show, we'd love to hear what's on your radar. Follow us and talk to us at AmeriChicks Twitter and Facebook pages. Also, if you're a business owner who could benefit from some extra foot traffic from like-minded friends, consider advertising on the AmeriChicks radio show. Contact us at AmeriChicks.com or email Kim at AmeriChicks.com. I will rolling downhill like a snowball <laughs> headed for Merle Haggard. Have you ever seen Merle Haggard in concert? Did you uh, ever see him? No, I did not, Kim. I did a couple of times. Yeah. But that was entertaining, huh? Very entertaining. He really, truly, uh, quite, quite a musician. And I've always been a Merle Haggard fan, so it's great to have him on this morning. So this is Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks, where we're dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. And you know what? I am not sure that I said what I am grateful for today. And one of the things I'm grateful for is producer Steve and then Zach and Patty and Keith. 
you probably need to include Charlie in on that list because you just passed through here yesterday when he was sitting here and said, I... could we have some Merle Haggard tomorrow? And boom, it you, happens. You know what? I'm, that's, you're absolutely right. What he's doing with the bumper music, I mean, he's putting a lot of thought and time into it, and I greatly appreciate it. So, And thank you to Charlie. Yes. And thank you to uh, you, my listeners out there. I appreciate you listening and uh, all these great people that uh, all my sponsors, all my partners, such as Dick, Jason McBride with Presidential Wealth Management. It's because of these people that I'm able to be on the air because I, I purchase my time, which is great. I'm truly entrepreneur. But that also means that uh, I get to work with great partners like you, Jason McBride, and I greatly appreciate it. Well, we sure appreciate you too, Kim. So thanks for having us on. Well, most definitely. And uh, so, and thank you to my listeners. Each one of you, you are treasured and valued. You've got a purpose out there. And uh, we're just trying to help you get your brain around these issues so that you can talk with friends and family and colleagues. Uh, so one of the first things now, uh, Jason, there's a, a big conversation out there regarding TABOR, the Taxpayer Bill of Rights. That's something that you and I both like a lot. Oh, yes. I think TABOR's great. Uh, I always say they're trying to turn it into TOBOR, the Taxpayer's Optional (laughs) Bill of Rights. Say that. Uh, True that. Chipping away at it from around the edges, but it sounds like we're going to have a full-out assault, forward assault on it soon. We are. And, And Natalie Minton, she is sponsoring through Colorado Engaged, a uh, Tabor Taxpayers' Bill of Rights ballot uh, boot camp and training, and it's going to be on August 3rd at the Lakewood Library. And that's out at um, 10200 West 20th Avenue. It's going to be from 11 to 2 p.m. with a 1030 check-in time. Uh, Natalie is asking for a $20 $20 cover uh, so that they can cover the cost. That includes a booklet, refreshments, and a T-shirt. You can sign up for this training at coloradoengaged.com. That's coloradoengaged.com. And um, right now, this has been referred by the legislature. It's going to be on the ballot this November. It's Proposition CC. And uh, with TABOR, we talk about it all the time, but there's really three things included in it. And, and it basically says, hey, politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties, If you want to, A, raise our taxes, B, if you want to incur debt that we have to pay off, or C, if you want to keep our tax refunds above a very generous formula of population inflation, you just have to ask us. Right. Well, Proposition CC is going to ask us, the people, if if government can keep our tax refunds forever. And I don't think that's a very good idea. Does it also ask for them to be able to raise the state tax without permission, or is it only dealing with the surplus? At this particular point in time, it is our tax refunds. But I hear with my ear to the ground that uh, there are those that in 2020 are going to try to uh, put a, a ballot question on the ballot to just totally get rid of Tabor. Wow, what a shock that would be. And one of the things that they always talk about is education. Now, first of all, I am I am moving further and further away from where I think that government should be funding uh, education, particularly higher ed. Higher ed has gotten more and more expensive when uh, when uh, the Obama administration got into the student loan business. What we saw happen is the costs have gone up. Uh, kids incurred this debt, and you can just see it. You look at all the buses, the em- empty buses that are driving up and down the street. They have all, you know, it could be CSU, it could be CU, get your MBA here. How about, you know, all these different colleges, Metro. And uh, so, and, you know, go after your dreams. So kids go out, they incur debt, 
because they think that they're going to then get a, a great job afterwards, and that's not happening. They're going, wait a minute, somebody wasn't telling me the truth. Uh, I have all this debt. I don't have the job that I wanted. And then we hear this politicians and bureaucrats and interested parties say, we need more money for higher education here in Colorado. Uh, and the cost of higher education, I saw a graph recently, was up 187% compared with, as they said, toasters and tires was up 67%. I raised my hand. I said, you can see when government gets involved, uh, you uh, the costs go up, the supply goes down. But, okay, I, um, I paid for two college educations at Colorado State University. Okay. Okay. Were and, they actual educations? Or what did you pay for? Well... I, I would, uh, let me say I was always involved and in we, I always, uh, I would go up and, and see my kids on a regular basis, take them out to dinner. So I always stayed really involved. I thought Colorado state, uh, actually Jason, I only have a semester of college. Okay. Okay. And, but I, I, I graduated with a good public education. I can run a household. I can write a sentence. Most of the time I could put a sentence together most of the time. Uh, and uh, also with the idea that in America, anything is possible. And it is. But it was important to me that my kids all had a college education. And and they were coming home sometimes saying things. And I'm like, I, I started to scratch my head. I'm like, why am I working so hard uh, for them to get this education when I, I'm not really agreeing with some of this stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of where I started to become really uncomfortable. Well, Colorado State, they're probably not going to get any more of my money. And I, I'd like to maybe say they shouldn't be getting any more tax money because uh, this is from redstate.com. Colorado State University has an inclusive communications task force, and they have put together an inclusive language guide to avoid hurt feelings on campus. Not only does it police language by telling readers what words and phrases to avoid, it suggests replacements so that communicators practice inclusive language and help everyone on its campus feel welcomed, respected, and valued. So their inclusive language means you can't say words. Wait, So wait a minute, you're not including words in your inclusive language? Is that how that works, Jason? I guess so. And I mean, I'm reading some of these words. They're really horrible. Yeah, like you know, America. That is a terrible word to use. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, can you believe it? They don't want them to use America. Uh, that is a non-inclusive word. So they suggest using U.S. citizen or person from the U.S. instead of, say, an American, because uh, they say when you say American, it erases other cultures and depicts the United States as the dominant American country. Guess what? We are the dominant American country, whether you like it or not. Yeah, but, you know, we say that, you know, I remember when there were discussions about the pride in being American. And I remember talking with, with um, you know, some friends of mine that that um, politically are, are pretty far left. And they they were saying when you say pride in America that it was like, you know, you know, you know, uh, flexing your muscles kind of a thing. And when I was talking to Ben Martin, who we have on regularly, who um, and we're doing a series with him on the Federalist Papers, he said pride of country in being American is love of country. Correct. So what does that mean? Love of country. It's love of this idea that's embodied in the Declaration of Independence that these guys said we have these rights from God. These rights of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And we are going to institute a government among men, humans, uh, among men, 
that is going to protect those rights. And if we do that, what could happen? Well, what happens is America, where everyday regular people like you and me can, um, you know, work hard and we can uh, take care of our families and, and thrive and prosper, which, again, that's that's something that you specialize in as personal economy. Um, what would happen? And I was driving down. Uh, I left the station yesterday and was driving down Hamden. Oh, that's another thing I just have to mention. Uh, Ham, on Hamden, just uh, east of I-25, the city of Denver is putting in medians. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, why are they spending money on that? There's holes in the road here. And then I was talking with a friend of mine who said that they knew uh, some people that own a business on East Hamden, and they really had asked the city of Denver not to put those medians in because people then couldn't turn it into their business. It would affect their business. And they were able to stop that, but apparently they sold that business a few years ago. And now the city of Denver is putting in those medians, which means it's going to make more and more, it's going to make it more difficult for people to get into the businesses on the other side of the street. And humans, sometimes they just keep going. I, I was so frustrated when I saw that. Well, and, and I would think putting medians in the middle also takes up more street space and makes it more congested as well. You think? Uh, I do think once in a while. So, <laughs> so, so they talk about trying to get rid of congestion and then they do things that make the congestion worse. Wonder if the buses could get to those business. Not, not as easy. Not as easy. Not as easy. Well, I know mm-hmm. you believe they're trying to force everyone everyone onto public transportation. I'm not saying I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying you're uh, you came up with that thought. So, uh, if, is that another one? Well, uh, well, actually, uh, the, how I came up with that thought is I was down at uh, the hearing, one of the hearings regarding these uh, ZEVs and LEVs. And uh, I can't remember her name, but the head of uh, the Colorado Department of Transportation said, we want to get people out of their cars. (laughs) So I didn't make it up. (laughs) Do they want to get the homeless people out of their cars, too, or just regular people that drive them? I think just the people that drive them. Okay. Okay. I just want to be specific. I guess we need to clarify. Yeah, yeah, we got to be clear. (laughs) Well, I would say on this this thing with CSU, if... uh, they don't want you to just say American, I'm an American, then I would say, well, be specific then. Proudly say that I'm uh, a citizen of the United States of America. Just keep saying the United States of America, and that way you're not just saying America. So they'll get their way, but they'll still be unhappy. I tell you what, I tell you what, if my kids were going to CSU right now, they would not be going to the next semester. Well, here's one they forgot, and I don't want to give them any ideas, but I think that they didn't think this out very well. Another word that I we need to get rid of is ice. We oh, can't well, that's have what... ice anymore. We can't say ice. We're just going to have to ask for uh, frozen cubes of water <laughs> so we don't offend anybody. <laughs> Steve, your thought? <laughs> well, to what Jason just said, there was a meme on Facebook the other day. It showed AOC standing out in front of a convenience store. And you've seen them, the big white uh, freezers that have the word or <laughs> letters I-C-E. And the caption read something that she was astonished. She didn't know that ice was so widely dispersed or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So, hey, we're going to go through just a few more of these words, and you know what? Let's go. Let's go to break. When we come back, we'll go through a few more of these words that you uh, aren't are not supposed to include in your uh, vocabulary up at CSU right here in Colorado. I can't believe it. We'll be right back. 
Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. As a director with the National Association of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect your private property rights. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. Since losing her mother to breast cancer, Karen Levine has helped to organize a local fundraising event called Karen's for the Cure, raising money for breast cancer research. Choose Karen Levine to buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Karen Levine comes highly recommended by the Americhicks with Kim Munson. So call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. Come join the 88 Drive-In for all your favorite blockbuster movies. We're open seven days a week. Admission is only $9 per person and children under 12 are free. Friday, July 12th through Thursday, July 18th, features will include Toy Story 4, Men in Black International, and Godzilla. And remember our popular Monday through Thursday pizza special. Get one 12-inch pizza served fresh and hot from our oven and two tall, cool 16-ounce sodas, all for only 12 bucks. Plus, now you can top it all off with our new sweet, crunchy churros and a steaming cup of hot chocolate. For more information, go to our Facebook page or visit our website at 88drivein.net. You get more out of life when you go out to a movie. We don't smoke marijuana in Muskogee. <laughs> I was wondering if Charlie was going to choose that we one, Steve. <laughs> Welcome back to the Americhicks with Kim Munson. As we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Of course, that was the big hit. Merle Haggard back in the 60s. Uh, Jason McBride is in studio with me. He is my guest, Meridude, today. And uh, you are Senior Vice President and Presidential Wealth Management. And you are also a valued partner of the Americhicks. It's always great to have you in studio. Well, it's great to always be here and to talk to you every morning at 6.30. You got it. So, But uh, I wanted to go through just a few more of these words. I cannot believe that this app is happening right at CSU. I mean, I've loved CSU. Ah! So, okay, these are some more of the words. You want to take a few of them? I'll start. Uh, the university additionally lists many gendered words and phrases to avoid. Uh, these include male, female, ladies and gentlemen, and Mr., Mrs., and Ms., they say male and female refers to biological sex and not gender, says the guide. In terms of communication methods, articles, social media, we very rarely need to identify or know a person's biological sex or more often are referring to gender. Wait a minute. You know, doesn't the LGBTB, don't they um, say that that they are a gay American? So here you have all these identifiers and yet here they're saying you can't have that. I don't get it. So do you see other words out there, Jason, that you think are interesting that you can no longer say? Um, well, I like saying all these words. Yeah, they say you can't say straight uh, because it, it implies that anyone that's uh, gay is crooked or not normal. Um, and to use the word heterosexual instead. But they want you to say gay for gay people. And that used to mean happy. Straight, but you can't say gay. Uh, okay. I don't understand that. Uh, nothing against gay people. I don't think they're the ones raising heck. I think it's the, the college. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, mm-hmm. uh, we can't say handicapped parking. Uh, I've never heard anybody that's handicapped complain about that. I mean, they've made joke that they're, what What do they say? I'm handy. Uh, there were some out there, but they weren't uh, uh, caustic and angry and mm-hmm. whatever about it. So I, I haven't heard anybody. Here, Here's one. You can't say cakewalk. I completely don't understand that one. 
freshman, no sense, hip, hip, hooray. Oh, chastise my tongue, hip, hip, hooray for saying something. Mm-hmm. Who would that offend, for goodness sake? You can't say hold down the fort. You can't say starving. <clears throat> Policeman. You can't say Eskimo. I mean, it is absolutely unbelievable. Okay, those are the examples. Now, here's the big question. To what end? What is the function of this whole document? To prove they're virtuous. Well, they're engin- trying to engineer the culture, but to what end? Well, and, you know, we talk about force. I mean, ultimately, you could start to see force involved. If you use this word, then you could be fined. Uh, but this is what is happening on our, on our college campuses. And so, first of all, I think that we, from a state budget standpoint, we need to start to be reducing money that's going to um, higher education. Because if this is what's coming out, this is the, we should not be uh, paying that. And parents... If you're sending your kids to these schools, you need to find out what they're being taught. And uh, so, anyway, I, we, ju- I just we, can't believe it. I think we need to get rid of the word higher education because that would insinuate that anyone that has gone to college is higher than someone who hasn't, who is lower, which may offend them. You nailed it. You nailed it. So, hey, Jason McBride, you know, I've been kind of on fire over here. That's on okay. All this stuff. That's okay. And you had some things that uh, you thought we could talk well, about. Well, that's all right. We talked about a lot of other things. I thought we'd have a, a little bit of fun with some uh, quips that uh, would kind of make you think. Here's one. We were talking about words you're not supposed to use. Okay. So, here's a question, Kim. Maybe you could tell me. If women are so upset about Trump's naughty words, who in the heck bought 80 million copies of Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> true, true I haven't seen too many men reading that book no I true that so there's a thought about that here's another one Jim Comey when he was interviewed by Congress answered I don't know I don't recall and I don't remember 236 times but he remembered enough to write a book <laughs> good point um here's another one What's the difference between an illegal illegal immigrant and E.T.? What's the difference between a legal immigrant and E.T.? Yeah. E.T. learned to speak English, and then he went home. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> okay, here's another one to think about. Do you know that the wall would cost less than the Obamacare website? Really? Trump's wall. Yeah, it would cost less than what the Obamacare website cost. Oh, my gosh. Um, I just have two more. Okay. And, uh, I thought these were kind of humorous. Do you know they sent more people and more firepower to arrest Roger Stone than they sent to defend Benghazi? I had heard that. Yeah. Well, we just saw We know it. Yeah, we, we saw it, it on yeah. TV. CNN made sure of it. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, here's the and last the, one. You know, the other point yeah. on Roger Stone was, is uh, the judge released him later that day. Right. I mean, that was absolutely unbelievable that they went in, knocked on his door. Right, you know, right. He's in his jammies. Yeah. And uh, they, you know, haul him off. And by the end of the day, he'd, he had been um, uh, released. I mean, that was an abuse of power. You talk about abuse of forcible power. That was. Steve, did you have a thought on that? Oh, I'm just sorry. that The ET one that just went by, I have CSU online, too. <laughs> oh, did I say something wrong? Oh, the word illegal is now wrong. Too. Right. Okay. 
Uh, here's the last one. A question. How do you walk 3,000 miles across Mexico with no food, no support, and show up at our border 100 pounds overweight with a brand new pair of Nikes, a new polo shirt, and a smartphone? You know, Steve and I have been talking about this. Somebody is organizing this. And this whole thing regarding ICE, you know, the uh, detention center out here in Aurora, uh, I don't know if you've seen any of the videos of some of the people out there that have been, you know, protesting. But, I mean, it, it, it's absolutely unbelievable. I saw one, this this girl, I mean, <laughs> you were talking about naughty words that right. Trump would say. She was saying a lot of naughty words and saying them very, very quickly. And loudly, <laughs> And too, loudly, I'm too. Sure. Well, and I, I saw, in, uh, you know, when they were in it, well, why didn't you do anything about, well, we were afraid if... You know, if we took any action, there might be a stampede and women and children might be hurt. Boy, that that's almost like, uh, you know, when we're fighting Iraq and they're parking their tanks near the hospital. Mm-hmm. It's the same mentality. Um, you know, I think you got to send a clear message. All right, so there's a little stampede. Maybe a couple people get a bump or a bruise, but it, it sends a message and maybe you only have to do it once. Well, and uh, bear in mind, you know, one of the things on life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness is that people have their own private property. These people, uh, that was private property where they uh, took down those flags and desecrated them and and ran them back up the pole. And and that's one of the things that government is supposed to do is to protect private property. So did you have another one, though? I've I've got two more. That's it. These are are good ones. We talked about Roger Stone. Mm -hmm. So this kind of ties in. You know, remember, Bill Clinton paid Paula Jones $850,000 to go away. I didn't see any the FBI raiding his lawyer's offices. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But poor, uh, what's uh, Cohen? Yeah. No, I think he ended up getting what he deserved in the end. But still, to raid Trump's lawyer's offices over a $130,000 payment that they didn't even know for sure, Mm -hmm. you know, while we've got uh, the other situation that was very well known, Mm -hmm. nothing happened. Here's the last one. This is actually, I think this is is a good one to think about. This is a quote by uh, Donald Trump, and he said, they're not after me, they're after you. I'm just in the way. I I truly believe that. Politicians on both sides of the aisle, the you know the the deep the deep state, if you will, you know he is really shaking things up. I don't think that they ever thought that that anything would ever happen, but he is he he is uh, challenging this um, embedded power that isn't been in Washington D.C. and uh, he didn't have to do this. You know he's a wealthy guy, as um, somebody said, and he's got a smoking hot wife. He's got a nice family. You know, he could just be playing golf at, at his golf clubs. And the idea that he has stepped away from all that and he is, is assaulted every day. You know, he's, he's kind of like a bull in a china closet. You know, there's sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't believe he just did that. But when you look at what he is doing to roll back rules and regulations, which is taking power away from these people. When you look at lowering taxes, taking away the money that they have, to, uh, you know, that they're taking out of our pocket. I think that's absolutely correct. Well, and you're right, Kim. He is like a bull in a china closet. And there are some times when one day it's one thing and the next day it's the next. And if you just, you know, probably like me and you, you're kind of a news junkie. Mm -hmm. You you want to know what's going on and you're 
head starts spinning. Here's what I would say. If our heads are spinning, just think about how bad the, the Democrats' heads are spinning. Think about how bad the media's heads are spinning. He's a, a, a bull in a china closet genius. He does this stuff on purpose so they never know what what he's going to hit them with next. We think he's the one being assaulted all the time, and he is, but he's assaulting them just as much. Don't forget. They don't know what's coming at them. Well, that's for sure, and and I do I believe he cares immensely about the everyday hardworking people. So with that, Jason, great to have you in you studio too. today. Thanks. As Jason McBride, Presidential Wealth Management, Arnold Palmer. He said the road to success is always under construction. <laughs> so today, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. This is Kim Munson signing off. God bless you and God bless America.